We don't get caught up in light thrills. The bars don't kill him, the hype will. Uh, Jordan 5 Fresh Prince. Jordan 3 Nike Stitch. Boost his life, I'm convinced. Boost his life, I'm convinced. Don't be shocked, be like Vince. Current events in the rinse. Wise words in the cipher. Light reflecting, light flits. Random. Address the phantom, no gambling. Swap a trade, cop and drop. Knock a rock, don't buy the hype. Sneakers restocking, yo, stock a drop. Dare I share, we on air and red air. New beaters or old heaters. Review the encore grip for KDs. A sideline flex in the MDs. Material foam, elephant print. Promo code feed the shit. Sacrifice if they cost the grip. Cup noodles and chips. Soul searching like monks and mountains. Meditation on what I'm copying. Friday recording, Wednesday dropping. Soul searching, we locked in. So for when I'm on the mic. When it wrong, get on the road. I'm from the womb to the tomb, no kidding. Boss City, no junior with it. So for when I'm on the mic. When it wrong, get on the road. From the room to the tomb, no kidding. Boss City, no junior with it. What's going on, world? It's your boy Sofa Mike. Back at it again. New episode of the Soul Searching Podcast. Got a special guest on the line. Kid, what up? Nothing, man. I'm chilling. You know what's up when I'm rolling up. Kid testing mother approved. Queensbridge from the womb to the tomb. More kicks in the baby in the mother's womb. Mm. What's popping with the populace? Mm. Namaste. Yes, I like it, kid. I love the energy today. Listen, listen. I'm in a good mood, man. My <laughs> like birthday it. coming up. I'm chilling, yeah. man. Yeah. We're going to get into that later, though. Right. Uh, we got a special guest on the line. Special guest, please introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Cassidy. I wish I would have kind of come up with something a little <laughs> I'm coming after that I don't even know what to say but um, I'm Cassidy uh, I mean Trillery Clinton I have a couple nicknames but go. on Instagram you can find me at Cassidy W83 and um, my day job I have a corporate day job but my every other minute of the day I'm a managing editor for CNK Daily which stands for Chicks and Kicks yes yes one of the dopest women's sneaker blogs out there if you haven't had thank a chance you, please go check that out <laughs> very important for the culture yes yes you know, fat shouts to yes. the ladies yes yes what we're gonna do we're gonna start off with the name your price game take a shoe had to come out in a while or recently came out we're gonna tell you the retail price when it originally dropped would you pay more if it's worth it or you paying less so we're gonna start off satin shattered backboard jordan ones you're offensive. <laughs> Retail for these was 160 when they first came out. Kid, you want to go first? Go ahead. I see you. <laughs> uh, I'd pay like, I mean, I'm an 11 and a half, so I, I ain't getting those. Yeah, you anyway. can't get these. You can't get these, bro. I mean, maybe I could call Nike and be like, hey, I need like a, a, a 13. You could Joanna man it. There you go. I'm like, yo, I need like a 13. My niece plays basketball. She's a power forward. You know, um, I pay like 250. 250? Like 250. Yeah. That's reasonable for me. I'm with you, kid. I'm in the 200 range. I just saw a pair of satin Air Max ones that I'm about to pick up. Yeah. And it was oh, so much. Nice. It was so much love, red and blue pair. I was like, yeah, I can imagine what these would be like on a one. Yeah. So I'm I'm in that 200 range if they wasn't my size. And like, I say this all the time on the show. Like the last year and a half, two years, like the ones have been really, really comfortable. Yes. I don't know what it is, uh-huh. but like the com- the ones have just been really, really comfortable. So like that premium material and that comfort, amazing. Cassidy, what you paying for these? So I would pay, well, the Shattered Backboard is like my favorite Jordan 1 colorway. So um, I would pay, I, I mean, I would pay, if I could get it for retail, then yeah. Course, but man. if I had to pay resale prices for it, then I would definitely go up to 
I would say like 275.3, just because I know I would want it so much. Nice. See, Jordan, you see when you put out quality, what happens when you put out quality <laughs> shoes? You get the quality, yes. you get the coins. But to be so. fair, there hasn't been a really bad one. Well, wait for this next one. Oh, then. my God. <laughs> Never mind. We have the Jordan 1 Rebel. Okay. Thumb <laughs> These are ones. These retailed at 145 with the Nike Air and the zipper on the side. Uh, Cassidy, let's start with you this time. What would you be willing to pay for these? Okay, so, <laughs> like, I really want to big up, you know, the women on this one, but um, I, I wasn't a fan. And on CNK, we actually did kind of like, we call it our sneaker assembly, and it's kind of like a little debate between editors on what we thought about it. And one of the editors is in Chicago, and she was like, this is disrespectful, like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, I think it depends on the colorway. Like, I wouldn't pay more than, I would pay like 120 for it, you know, just because I think that that's like standard pricing. But um, I wouldn't grab the Chicago colorway. I wouldn't, I'm not really fond of the top three. Like, I would rather just have a top three. Mm -hmm. But um, the, I, I, the, the ones that are like completely tonal, I think they're like a cream or it's like a sale colorway. Like, those I kind of like. Just because it's it's different, you know, I, I like the boldness of it, but when they start putting like those OG colorways or like the you know, the most popular colorways, then I I'm not digging it really yet. Yeah, these I'm 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 like you, these could sit on shelves. I'm glad men couldn't get these. <laughs> these look like boxing shoes. I'm all the way good on these. Stop it. <laughs> no, they do look like boxing. You know the thing is, I I appreciate the avant-garde nature of the silhouette. Uh -huh. um, I do agree with you where, like, maybe it feels like a different colorway. Like, I feel like those are shoes that would be in, like, an a art museum. Exactly. Which is not necessarily a compliment because I would never wear them. <laughs> like, I, you couldn't pay me to wear those things, yeah, these, to be honest with those, you. Those could sit on shelves. Those, those could stay there. It was a good yeah. try. Those are VIMs exclusives. Yes. That's Dr. a VIM exclusive. exclusive. Yes. Gene Star. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get those at Gene Star. That's God it. damn. All right. Let's get off of that. Let's go to the next one. We have a shoe that hasn't come out in a very long time from Nike, the Nike Air Deluxe. They haven't set a price on these yet, but they have a specific um, Hornets colorway, basically, with a teal, yellow, and purple. Um, let's set the market on these when they come out. What do you guys think these should cost when they do release? I pay like one sixty. Those are respectable, uh, respectable silhouette. I'm not mad at that. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at that. They look pretty comfortable. Um, yeah, about one sixty, one sixty five. That seems fair, at least for me. Cassidy, what you paying for these? Yeah, I would do like. Um, see, I have you know, I'm part of like the small feet crew, so <laughs> like. I would probably say like 140 is reasonable, you know. I'm around the same way. 140 to 160. 160 to me is kind of that's that should be after tax. It shouldn't be higher than 160. That's fair. After tax. That's fair. That's fair. No way. In Houston, is there state tax or no? Um. Okay. Now you're asking me. No, there's not any state tax. <laughs> nah, like, that's no, lucky. we don't pay state tax. No. See, you guys are lucky. Anything for us over a hundred dollars, you got to pay tax. On Listen, it. back in the day when we found out that we didn't have to pay state tax on it. $100, we was happy yep. as fuck, though. <laughs> we was living out here. And now that 8.875% Like, hit. you're talking about 109. <laughs> what? So I didn't come prepared for that. Wait, I got to get home still. Oh, man. <laughs> but now, these is cool. One, 140, 
Yeah, that's no fair. more than 160 with tax. With tax. Okay. Next one. The season of her Jordan ones that they did. These were, they had a lot of different satin ones that they came out with. A lot of very dope colorways that they touched on. I just want to touch on this really, really quickly. Yeah, I, I say this all the time in like the group chats and stuff. There are moments where women's exclusives or like women colorways are like so fucking dope. This is one of those examples. Mm-hmm. I don't think I see a single colorway. These are all fire. That I dislike. I'd yeah, I was a, I was about to be like, okay, where is he going with this? Because I'm about to get rebuttal mode. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, there's not a single pair that I dislike. Oh my god, those are fire. Every single pair. So what's the minimum? What's the minimum at these that we starting for? I mean, ones go for about what? One sixty. Like, so I pay one sixty. I mean, I are you going pay like I pay like one eighty. One eighty. One eighty. I'm with you on those one eighty. Yeah. To start. They can go high. Respectably. That, that turquoise pair in the summer. I like the, um, oh, was it like, goodness. was it just like a lilac color? Yeah. Which one? The, the one on the left. The, the purple the, one. The real yeah, purple yeah. one. Yeah. Those yeah. are clean. Those are ill. I've been obsessed with like that colorway since um the the tens. Yeah. So. That's a good job. Yeah, those are dope. Cassidy, what about you? So I love the season of her. Um. I thought that they it was really dope that they came out with so many different colors. I mean, because it wasn't just like your pastel pink or your purple. I mean, I personally bought the Orchid Mist one, which is like the purple that's in the middle. Right. It's not like the super dark, but it's not the super light. Uh-huh. See, I knew I'd like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, here on that. I thought it was cool that they went from so many different shades. I mean, and that you can transition them. I mean, as a, from a female perspective, we're thinking about what can we wear with them? Like, and when can we wear, can we dress them up? Can we dress them down? So for these, I mean, you can really do anything with them and, I thought it was dope that Jordan put out such a large pack, you know, and it was just a women's exclusive. Um, on CNK, plug, plug, um, we did a, a sneaker diary. I did a sneaker diary in them. That was that, it was really cool. It was like a it was like a like a lilac bomber floral jacket with them and in a washateri, and it, it came out really really dope. Just the colors, really gorgeous in hand. Um, I don't wear them that much because of the satin. I really don't want to mess them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely pay like 175 180 for them. Gotcha. I, I like had to have them when they come out. At least one pair. I had to grab one. That's the one that you guys did at the laundromat. Yeah. Yes. 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 I've seen that one. Yes. Very dope. Very dope. All right. We got two more we're going to do here. The next one. Valentine's Day 8. These recently came out. Now, usually... All red is a cheat code. All red <laughs> shoes usually get the job done. These retailed at one ninety. They're like a cheat code, like they, 2012, yeah. 2013. How we feel about them, kid? Go ahead. <sighs> I'm not paying above retail. I'm. Are you I paying mean, retail? Is... Are you paying retail? Be honest. Go ahead. Mm. Let it out. Let it out. Hey, you can say no. Nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, maybe this is just where I'm at in my life because I'm, I'm almost 30 and that's just not like my personal aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not paying Mm-mm. above retail on those. Cassidy, what about you? Okay, so I'm definitely not paying retail for mm-hmm. these. Um, and, it, you know, I saw, like, a, a lot more guys, I feel like, wanted these versus females yes. when they dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like them, hence why I didn't 
buy them or even try to, but um, the red, like, I feel like what he was saying with that tonal red, I'm just not really into that. Like, I was into that probably early 20s when I was matching, like, you know, my red headband with my red lipstick <laughs> and my red shoes and my red, like, starter jacket. You know, like, yeah. it, it, when I was, like, really trying to be matchy-matchy and, like, all the coordinates and such, like, maybe a more kiddish way, but... Um, I'm with, I'd probably pay like if I was to buy them maybe like 150 140 yeah I also think just like in the direction that like streetwear culture is going that one tone like sneaker might be a little played out at this point it's just it's a little passe so yeah, I'm good on me. that these is outlets if I find them in the outlet <laughs> and they was like 100 cash I'd be like alright yeah we could do these but where are you wearing those two like these are Elmo sneakers like what are you doing? Like no, that's exactly what it is. No, these are the type of Jordans you wear when you're like one of those Elmo impersonators on Forty Second Street, and you like take the pictures with um the tourists and stuff. That's exactly what those are though. Which is oh, and they suede too. Your that goes perfect with the outfit. These are Elmo sneakers. You mess up the nap on the suede, they look perfect. You trip. And I think I mean I think it really goes into also like your geographical location like where you live too because some people you know um would probably like all red sneakers or all red all blue sneakers or you know it just kind of depends on on where you live too because i know here in houston i actually went to buy the all red suede like the fives Mm -hmm. and i went for a birthday present so i went like not for myself so i went like early to the mall just to go grab them and there was still a line like to get them and i was like what like why but I, I think, like, down here, I think... It depends. Like, so LA, like I think total. in L.A., too, they probably... I think there's, crazy. like, certain places... Like, there's certain instances where, like, a all red or mostly red sneaker is still passable. Like, a, a, a Toro 5? Yeah, yeah. Those are ill. Um, well, yeah, yeah. The, um, the 4 is ill. Yeah. But, I mean, but also, like... It depends Because, the like, there's little, yeah. like, there's little, like, peaks of black or whatever to, like, break up all this that red. Straight, all red. This is yeah. straight red yeah. everything. Nah. Yeah, these are outlets. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling them. And on the eights, I really don't. I'm not like a huge fan of suede. Like, even though I bought the, the gray ones just because I really like the gray. Yeah. But um, I'm just not. Really I also them. think like the eights are like a very unique silhouette. Like, you can go really wrong yeah. really quickly mm-hmm. with just the, the silhouette of an eight. Yeah. So to have that in such a like striking to borderline offensive colorway in certain respects with the material mm-mm. right mm-mm. especially mm-hmm. like the type right. of material that comes on those particular eight eights uh, i don't know about all that. not right we ain't missed nothing with that one this one we're gonna go a little different we're gonna go over to puma they just <laughs> why you making faces for listen, a kid listen don't make faces because i said puma <laughs> i have no problem with puma okay jay-z got a nice <laughs> little like deal puma. with puma i like black enterprise and i'm not mad there we puma. go thank you but, but this is before he became creative director. Okay. They had a little deal with Hello Kitty. Now, Hello Kitty is popular all over the world. Yeah. These these retail for $95. I've seen these in person. I want to start this one off. These are fuego. No, those are <laughs> fire, man. Like, no, I agree with you 110%. If they had my size, I would be wearing some. I'm dead serious. I don't care. <laughs> no, those are fire. For $95? I'm definitely copying those. Listen, there was like a Bape Hello Kitty collaboration not too long ago. About like almost a year ago. I'd do it. it? Oh, oh my God. you would freak that. Hell yeah. <laughs> we gotta have it. big feet, man. <laughs> Listen, 
Uh, Cassidy, what you think about these? I love these. I mean, I've been, I've always been, I mean, Hello Kitty is like a global influencer. Like, you can slap a Hello Kitty on anything. I think people are going to buy it. It's going to move. Um, and even if, like, grown women aren't going to buy it, they're going to buy it for their daughters and their kids and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, Sanrio has, like, the company has always been successful. So, I think that I would definitely rock the, the Puma Hello Kitties. And I would rock them for 95 for I mean, 90- I pay 100 I throw a 5 in there. Right, just because. These are 5 I just don't know, what does Hello Kitty do? Like, I've never seen the show or anything. Like, what? Hello uh, Kitty is just it's, like... I think it's like a... Um, you know, I think it was like... Didn't it start like... Like, I've never gotten a trailer on this. Like it was like stationary gear on like pens and pencils and stuff. And... So it's just a character. Japanese. It's just, Japanese, it's just like a mascot. It's, so it was just no like a random Japanese mascot. And the, um, they have like TV shows and stuff. Actually, it's crazy. Um, They just put out uh this show on Netflix called Agretzko, which is from the exact same company as Hello Kitty, where it's like a mm-hmm. red panda who um like works at like as like doing clerical work at like an office or whatever. And like she's so cute. I she lives like a that. Monday life, but like when she gets home she's like so frustrated with her life that she sings like death metal. What? <laughs> this is so interesting. No no I'm I'm being dead serious. <laughs> and that show is Fire. I am a grown man of 28, <laughs> soon to be 29, and I sit in the house on Fridays watching that shit. That shit is funny as hell. What's so, it called again? Agretzko. Agretzko? I'm gonna look it up. I wanna see that now. Yeah. It's fire. But so, so, so Hello Kitty is like under the Sanrio umbrella, but like I grew up on, well, of course, Hello Kitty, I feel like is the most popular, but there's like a bunch of characters that are like under that umbrella and they have all kinds of stuff so it's like clothes and mm-hmm. you know notebooks and pencils they had a whole store like in our one of our biggest malls here and I, I think it's still there I don't know but they have like all kinds of products so yeah we got a Hello Kitty store in New York we need to we need to come up with something we ain't gotta make no TV show or nothing we just make characters we gotta come up with something shoot listen we gotta make I don't know we gotta make a pigeon that's cool or a oh no Staple did that already Dag Staple <laughs> oh, yeah, did the Staple. pigeon he's Shoot. gonna sue y'all Dag we gonna make a rat <laughs> yikes oh man alright we gonna switch gears real quick we gonna talk about the consumerism part of what's going on with these women's sneakers so the first question why are men starting to buy women's sneakers now like for so long women haven't even had a chance to, to been able to get stuff of good quality they finally Preach get qual- they Preach finally that. get quality stuff, and the men are the ones that are buying it up, and the women still can't get it. I don't know if that's a new thing. Yeah, I think that you. I don't think that that's new. I think that men are just going to be drawn to dope shit. So if if we're starting to get more dope shit, like for example the you know the, the satin one, you know the shattered backboard or whatever. Um, they're going to try to grab it up and then on you know because they're one they're probably trying to wear it number two if they see that it's super hyped people are going to try to resell it Mm -hmm. i mean you know i think that has really somewhat overshadowed a lot of stuff too and reselling that's been forever but you know it's been going on for a long time but with platforms like StockX and you know all those really good resources to buy shoes i mean it's a business like it's a big business Mm -hmm. now and people want to jump into that so where there's money there's going to be people grabbing product and just touching on like the general human nature um when like say for example like you're selling like, or like i'm buying drawings or whatever 
obviously they're men's sneakers for the mo- for the most part. So like you get oversaturated with men's sizes and men's colorways, especially considering Jordan consistently puts out the exact same colorway every couple of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is so there's so less attention, so much less attention on women's sneakers that statistically they're going to hit their mark a lot more than men's sizes because they push so many out and it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. So like every like the hits are going to be way more and way more frequently. So human nature like we're just going to want like the the hottest thing out or the most limited mm-hmm. thing. So that's pro- and that's probably been something that's been going on for years. That's not even something that's new. Like mm-hmm. I've wanted like there's been women's sneakers that I've wanted since I was like I don't know like like 12, 13. Yeah. That is super so, dope, different color. You know what it is? It's like you said, I think it goes back to the colorways. A lot of times, the lighter colors, before Cameron, it was just, no one really wore pink or nothing like that, at least here in New York. Right. It was Cam is the first one to throw the pink out there for yeah. all the dudes and stuff like that. And then you got, from that, you get the trickle-down effect to lilacs, to mm-hmm. turquoises, to all that kind of stuff. So it's like, for men's sneakers, they, we never saw that. So when you seen it on a woman's sneaker, it was like, oh, that's fire right there. Yeah. It just it's not my size, so I can't get it. So now that they're they're making even better quality stuff, if it is in your size, I see why men are trying to buy them. But it's not right though. To me, it's not right. I, feel I mean, the, 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 I think some of the frustration like comes back to like let's say you know the sneakers app, right? Okay, so frustrating. Mm-hmm. But like when the um, you know, I got lucky on those shattered backboards and um you know because i got like the early access or whatever through the nike app and then also on my footlocker reservation app i hit too so um so i was excited about that but you know there was a big debate going on you know like oh the guys want them and they shouldn't be able to buy them and you know this and that and the raffles like there was one raffle I i forgot exactly which one it was but it was it pissed me off so bad because it was like okay ladies you have to like shoot a free throw or some dumb shit like that in order to like be in the rough i'm like for what like y'all aren't making the guys do this shit when they're trying to get a shoe so so it's just like stuff like that that's surrounding releases too that add into the frustration and you know and then the the conversation where guys are like oh well we can't we can't you know if it's extended sizing and we can fit in it why can't we get it y'all wear our shoes and then it you know it's that back and forth but i think for us having really good marketing and really good campaigns and and ways that brands are actually um you know allowing the opportunity for women to get the shoe like i don't really know how nike does the early access but um if they did more like hey this is a women's release we're giving early access to the women profiles mm-hmm. you know that for their nike accounts you know different little things like that would have to happen so so there'll be like less frustration i would think i mean i feel like in general it should probably be a little more utilitarian like everyone should be able to access all colorways like colorways mm-hmm. are exclusive to men's colorways are exclusive to women but obviously if it's a women's colorway they should be able to get like first access to it because like <clears throat> let's be fair men's sneakers are focused on athletes or primarily young men mm-hmm. you know and i feel like it should be just for sneakers like that everyone should be able to get them but if you know, show some love to the ladies every once in a while. Let them like, let them get their rocks off, so to speak, first, and then like, if you know, somewhere later on down the line, you know, they want to release that colorway in a men's size or an extended size, so like men can get them. Then cool, but 
I think that what we want the most is, is, you know, it's not the shrink and pink, but what we want the most is the quality shoes Mm -hmm. in our size. Mm -hmm. Like, start it off in a four or a five, like, in a, you know, like, or, you know, even better, you know, maybe more gender, gender neutral sizing, like a unisex sizing or... You know, because I don't know if you've noticed, but on the sneakers app, like some of the releases that I've seen, and I'll just go on there on release day just to look sometimes. But, you know, the, I think there was a Jordan release and it was like, you know, they have the men's and the women's, women's size yeah. both next to it now. And where previously they didn't really have that. But we just want the same materials put into a shoe that we can fit like that. That's it. And I think a lot of a lot of guys don't understand about the lack of quality that women get in their shoes. It, it took for us when we had Jixie on here. Shout out to Jixie. Oh, I love her. And when, she's my friend. <laughs> yeah, she, she's super dope. She's very awesome. And when she broke down to us the, the lack of quality that these women mm-hmm. get in their sneakers, it's like, yo, this is not right. This the thing is, is all like, the way messed up. Dudes complain about, like, if you've been in the game for a minute, how horrible the quality is on our sneakers. So, like, imagine how objectively worse the quality may be on a woman's sneaker. Exactly. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I think that even if, you know, and I'm not super like versed in materials like Jixie is, she definitely teaches me stuff too. Um, but I think that, you know, if brands are making these durable shoes and they're making it in the mindset of this is for an athlete, a male athlete, you know, like they need to have that same mindset of, we want to make a durable shoe for a woman, regardless if she's an athlete or not. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're making these basketball shoes or whatever, you know, out of the materials that will last. And we want that same one. It doesn't matter if it's a smaller size. Like, it should still be, you know, equality in materials. Exactly. And that's something we touched on in the past. And that's my next question. Should the focus when they make these women's sneakers, should they be more athlete-centric? Or should it be... Should it be, like, get who's the hottest at the moment, whether it's an entertainer or athlete? Because we see Jordan Brand. They still haven't given Maya Moore her own signature shoe. And she's yeah. won and she's won two championships already, MVPs. Like, if this was a regular male player, they automatically have their sig already. True. Puma True. just restarted their basketball line. But people forgot last year they signed Skylar Diggins. But hers mm-hmm. was only as an entertainer. It wasn't um, athlete-wise. Then they started it up athlete-wise for the men. So she still wears Nikes and stuff on court, but she signed to Puma. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. should it change where when they make the quality of these shoes, should it go to be more athlete-centric? Or should it be, are they focusing on who's hot and giving Rihanna or Cardi B or those kind of people the, the shoes? I think it depends on what the shoe is for. Like, let's say... You know, if you're if you're making a basketball shoe and when you say focus, do you mean like the marketing behind it? Yeah. Okay, so if you're if you're making a basketball shoe and you know, I think essentially the marketing behind that would be playing in the shoe. You know, that's one part of it. I think it's kind of dual like it depends on the audience. Like to have both would be the most beneficial because you know, I'm I'm about to show my age, but you know, I'm in my 30s and I actually have a son that's a senior in high school, mm-hmm. right? So our uh, we kind of grew up together and I passed my sneaker love down to him. But our taste in sneakers are completely different. And he, um, you know, he's an athlete, but he's more influenced by like Kanye, Travis Scott. Like, you gotcha. know, it, it just kind of depends on 
you know, what the sneaker is for. I think even if it was a basketball shoe, it would need to be like the hottest basketball player. And I think that even if, um, even if it's like Steph Curry, you know, I don't, I don't think his, do his sneakers sell like a lot? I, I feel like Under Armour is still kind of like, uh. They put out small amounts. Like the two did really well. The three was awful. The three was basically the Jordan 22. No one touched those. Those sat on shelves. The four did decent. And the five yeah. is starting to pick up a little bit of steam. But I think he just, with, it's with Under Armour. I think it's the wrong company. More yeah, I think that his his persona, it, 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 it needs to be maybe bigger. Like we know he's, he's a legendary epic athlete Mm -hmm. like elite but i mean his persona has to has to drive the sale of that shoe too you know like look at kanye yeah right so so i think it depends on what the shoe is for whether it be you know um more athlete centric or entertainer but brands are starting to really jump into because basketball shoes like the sales i feel like they're very low yeah. down I mean, versus lifestyle shoes so yeah, I think that which is gonna... probably because like a lot of the executives in some of those companies are stuck on like a bygone era because uh, when mm-hmm. sneakers were initially you know being released it was predicated on selling the athlete and nowadays it's more like selling the persona more than the athlete right so like I mean I'm, t- I'm tied to I'm connected to shoes through the storytelling and like the nostalgia that's why I have such a connection to Jordan because I watched him play mm-hmm. like growing up. You know, my son didn't really he didn't have that luxury like so so I think that like if you didn't if you don't have something to tie to the shoe like if you know whether that be the persona or the story or watching the athlete then you have to find it relatable in some way. Like I really like what Reebok's done with Tiana Taylor cuz I love Tiana Taylor, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I think that brands are definitely leaning on more on influencers now because we're in this social media era and influencers influencers are increasing sales. You know, it's kind of taking over. A lot more, a lot more. Look at Virgil. You see the, oh, dude, yeah. the dude Joshua Vi just had his thing in stadium. Yeah. And everybody was out there. They was they were auctioning off the shoes. They they wasn't even a set price. And these are Air Force Ones. These aren't anything yeah. special. These are Air Force One going for six hundred, seven hundred dollars. New York Air Force Ones are the most important things on earth. Listen, <laughs> let's not do this. I love what he's doing. Let's what Josh do is doing. Like, I think it's really dope. It's fresh. It's something different. Yes, it's it's really cool. I'm mad I missed this pop up when it was here, but he he's very different. And I hope he continue. I hope someone should pick him up. Hopefully, mm-hmm. a brand. I don't know Puma throw the bag at him or somebody Vans. Mm-hmm. Somebody should, but mm-hmm. it, it would be interesting to see where he would go. Um. Do we need more more women designers out there at these companies? Hell yes. Absolutely. Like, I think yes. part of the reason why, you know, a lot of companies don't give, well, or aren't as focused on giving, you know, female athletes or, like, female influencers, you know, more credit is because there's not... a a lot of um you know designers backing that mm-hmm. if you have people that's um that are actually within the company who play a part in the designing of the shoe and you know have some sort of same input maybe we'll get more of a a push for female influencers and in, you know sneaker culture and in turn get better quality sneakers for um female athletes or better quality sneakers just for um women buyers in general yeah so mm-hmm. I think the representation has to be right. So, 
you know, there, there should be more, and you're starting to see like more women put in these key positions too, because women know how to serve women, you know, like, um, generally speaking, I mean, you know, when they put those 14, I think it was like 14 or I know it was over 10, like all the designers together for Nike to create that reimagined collection. Yes. Now I will say like, I love the effort we wrote about it. Some of those shoes, I was like, oh my God, no, <laughs> like that's definitely a can versus a cop, you know, but, but it's, it's about like women being put in the positions or given the opportunity to design, to work together, to collaborate. And, you know, be in some of those key business positions too, like not just the designers, but in operations, you know, in, you know, up there in the C-suite, like we need to see that more. No, I definitely, definitely agree on, definitely on agree. that part. Um, We want to get to the interview portion because you do a lot. Like you said, you're the managing editor over at CNK Daily. But uh, mm-hmm. fir- first things first, we want to know, where did your love of sneakers even come from? So, well, I, I, I think I was introduced into sneakers in middle school, which is, God, so long ago. Um, but then I fell in love, like, in high school. So in middle school, I hung with a lot of the skateboarders. Um, you know, I was in that awkward phase, like, all the way through high school where I didn't really know where I fit in. You know, I'm biracial, so I was confused. I was like, should I be here? Should I be there? Like, who do I hang with? You know, when you're a kid and you're just trying to fit in. So I thought, always thought the skateboarders and like the graffiti artists were really, really, really cool. Um, so I would hang with them. So it was always about like Vans and Chucks and um, like One Stars, the Converse One Stars, mm-hmm. um, DC shoes and Airwalks. I mean, it was like all the skate shoes. So um, then as my, my friends kind of transitioned and so did my taste in music, then it kind of got more into I would see everybody in Jordans and then you know Michael Jordan was playing and I just really kind of got into that whole scene so that's pretty much where it started I think so you transitioned from skateboard to to the basketball side yeah like I still love like like I have a really big passion for street art and like graffiti and that whole scene I think the skateboarders are like really cool um but yeah I did kind of move into a different industry as far as like sports I guess you would consider it and then music like I started listening to rap music like what eighth grade I think so so you know your tastes kind of change they transition as you do um what's your favorite sneaker of all time oh god that's such a hard question (laughs) I know it's hard to boil Um, down to one yeah I would definitely say I have two really so I mean I have like an honorary mention but I would say my favorite, especially if you follow me on Instagram, is the Jordan 1. You know, you can, I think any colorway on it just looks You can't go wrong with a Jordan 1. Yeah, yeah, you you really can't. And then it looks really good on small feet. Like, I feel like girls look so good in Jordan 1s. And then a 12 is probably my next. Nice. Nice. The 12 is a good honorary mention one. I like that. Yeah. I like that one. Now, you're from Houston. Mm -hmm. Way up here in New York. What was it like? trying to buy sneakers down in Houston so I mean it was different like I don't think we were exposed to so much like you know down south and you know they always say like southerners are so slow and you know we get like fashion later than everybody I mean it which is kind of true in some sense but (laughs) um so Houston you kind of have your there's one store that's like a key store here that's been here for like forever and ever and ever and ever and it's in the hood and it's called active athlete 
So that was probably one of the only stores in the U.S. I think one out of the two that had like the satin one, the the blue one, the royal one. Mm-hmm. So they wow. um, they're definitely like a marquee, like a staple sneaker store. So we would, you know, you would always go there and like find your shoes. Um, I think that we were kind of a little slower, but I think they're still like. If you ask someone here, like, what's their favorite Theodora, they may be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, it, it, we were just exposed to, like, a little different here. Like, it was usually Jordans and, like, Air Max 95s that I feel like people were really rocking. Or where I was living, you know, like, in my neighborhood, it was like that. Now, we know hip-hop is very big down in Houston. Chopped and screwed yes. era. Yes, that's, yeah. <laughs> Did that influence your fashion decisions when it came to to buy sneakers and stuff like that yes i mean definitely like i grew when i started listening to rap music like i would say in eighth grade or so it was all about like three in the morning like screwed up click which is dj screws like click um rest in peace we actually just had it's like i consider it a houston holiday on june 27th it's like this long screw mixtape where they just kind of freestyle like forever and um, Drake uses the sample on November 18th. So if y'all, you know, it's really, really cool. But I think as far as the shoes go, you know, what I saw my friends wearing and listening to, I thought that was obviously like cool back then. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to rock that too. So it was nothing but Jordans. I mean, Houston is like a heavy Jordan saturated city. Um, and, you know, they used to come out during the during the week. So I would like skip school in the morning and like, go to the Galleria and get my shoes like with my boyfriend at the time and then I'd ride the city bus back to school and it was like on people were like oh my god so that kind of like aided in the confidence of wearing sneakers versus anything else got it okay see that's a that's a totally different culture than what we got (laughs) yeah yeah, it's totally different yeah and some of my best friends live in New York so it was you know so it's 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 very different like very very different yeah like in New York we had to like skip class or whatever and like wait online yeah. for like sneakers for <laughs> hours on and I remember like when I was in like high school I would like be out there for like I don't early know, like, in the morning <laughs> almost literally a whole day yeah. just online waiting for sneakers like totally skipping out of school which I definitely didn't need to do because <laughs> truancy was on my ass all through high school but that like that's just what we had to do because it, it was so limited in terms of like purchasing sneakers and like everyone was trying to get them and it was just real, like it was totally totally different like yeah i mean i remember when sneaker when they would drop like at midnight and it started to get like super dangerous like at the mall mm-hmm. so they had to shut all that down i mean there were people like getting killed and shot and it was just like a bad scene so there's like a this excitement about getting your shoe and then it was also like a worry because i'm a i'm a female at the mall at like 12 a.m. Yeah, you know, different. or whatever, and you know that you know, like my grandma says, nothing happens good after 12 or some shit like that. She used to say. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was kind of the the gift and the curse of like wanting the wanting the hype, I guess you could say. Right. Well, I mean, which kind of leads to like a question I had. So like, when in terms of like you having to purchase your sneakers, especially considering like you know all the stuff that happens in terms of like violence or what have you. Um, do you like normally go with yourself? Do you roll with a click? Because I know up in New York, I would always click up. I would def. We would always click up. I'd have a friend. It was almost like a bank robbery, like where you had two people <laughs> casing off. the place out, 
like you know i'd go get the sneakers i had my friends like with me just in case i had a friend with me that didn't like buy sneakers he just was ready to fight Mm -hmm. and i had a car so like once we get our sneakers or whatever like i let's go i give you money to buy a pair i buy a pair for myself we both um get the sneakers or whatever one for me to keep one to flip get in the car and we're out so like what was like your process did you have to like go with like a a, a crew did you go with just like by yourself did you go with just one person how did that work for you well i didn't really have like a strategy i just kind of like would wing it so you know like if it was like a late late release um when they used to do that like a lot of times i would go with like a group you know rather that be a group of girls or like you know some of our friends or whatever like that would come and kind of like play bodyguard or whatever Mm. so we would have like a group for the late releases but i mean if i'm going to get something now like i'll just go you know and with the reservation apps it's so much easier but even when i hit on the um travis scott's you know it was only it was like through the sneakers pass and it was like houston and i just happened to get lucky even though i had to sell them because they didn't have my size so i just grabbed any pair um (laughs) so i sold them to a friend but when I went to to get them, it was like such like a it was like and it seemed like a warehouse looking like it wasn't a shopping center like social status, but it wasn't in the store like you had to walk across the street and it's like this big warehouse looking empty thing, and there was like cops and security guards and it was like Fort Knox, and then when I walked out, I mean I'm not even gonna lie, I walked like really fast to the car because I was like people know what I have in the bag. Mm-hmm. So and it's broad daylight, but I would you know you never know gotta, you gotta watch this. You, nah, you definitely gotta watch yourself out here. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen like the kung fu flick, the raid, but that's like every time we have to go purchase a sneaker, it's like you in this like big confined space. You get these sneakers, and you know every single person there is like tr- trying to get those sneakers. Especially when so you, you, you have take to take like, the train back. Oh, oh my you god! You gotta take the train back. You are oh, on yeah, high I alert. Do that. I used to live in Queens, and like I had to pick up sneakers. I had to go pick up a pair of Katie's in um harlem and that's about like an hour and a half two hours away and i remember like um was it the weatherman's yes it was the weatherman's and it was like a big deal people were already trying to like resell them for like 400 500 that same day and like i couldn't get them in Times square so i went all the way to harlem and i was able to get them and i had to come all the way back to queens and two fifth, they used to watch you oh from your window. They God. used to watch yeah, from they... your windows and watch you, and then come downstairs and, and wait for you. And I love New York, but Harlem <laughs> is one of the shakiest places <laughs> to be at in broad daylight. For real, for real. So like, that's you know, scary. It was like nine in the morning. I'm just getting out of work, and I'm like exhausted. So I had to like hold this sneakers for like two hours all the way on the train to get home. It was definitely different. Yeah, yeah white knuckled like getting ready to fight the whole <laughs> way there. <laughs> the white knuckles. Now, now you mentioned Travis Scott for the fours. Do you like the way he's he's repping Houston with his releases? We know the, the the last ones he put out was like the Houston Oiler colorway and stuff like that. You think he's doing a good job representing Houston? Yeah, I think in that particular release, um, that shit was beautiful to me. Like, even though I was selling it, I was like. I'm going to open it. I'm going to take a picture. Like, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to smell it. You know, <laughs> like, it, I had to see it, like, in person, you know. And I tell, I mean, I told my friend, obviously, like, hey, I'm going to open the box. So, like, I'm not going to put them on. But, you know, I'm, you're going to see a picture at, or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, I thought that, you know, I really like visual storytelling. I think that that's, like, a great marketing tool. You know, if you can put a story to something, pe- more people will relate to it and be drawn to it. It's more attractive. 
So to tie it to, you know, a sports team growing up that was so big. Yeah. And it was it was such a, you know, big part of Houston that like had such a substantial fan base that, you know, how I, there's no way I couldn't love it. And I don't I'm not a big fan of Forest to be honest, but I like the colors. Like I thought it was dope, but I think that's because I like the colors because I love the Oilers. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it goes in my hand head hand. already. What do you not like about Fours? Well, I, I, I need to I'm, <laughs> because I love Fours, right? So I, I need to understand this. What what, what about just, the Fours do you dislike? It's not that I don't like them. They're just not like my top Jordan like up mm. on the list. You know, I I just I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure what it is. It just doesn't click with me no i'm just fucking with you i'm playing devil's advocate so i totally understand i I, I totally understand why like that's like that because i have like maybe two pairs of fours that i really really like listen (laughs) i gotta fuck with her i gotta fuck with everybody on this show goodness gracious oh (laughs) i was like okay let me think of why i do not like i just don't okay (laughs) (laughs) oh the, you brought up the oil. We brought up the Oilers and stuff like that. And at the time, in the '90s, the only person that actually had a shoe from Houston was Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Akeem the Dream. Yes, the Spaldings and the Etonics. The Spaldings wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the best. The Etonics was so-so. They wasn't that bad. But would you the, wear them right now? Shabal would. <laughs> would you wear them right now, sir? Uh-huh. Would huh? you wear them? If right I'm running downstairs to the store, I thought you are a disrespectful <laughs> motherfucker. That's what you are. Oh, but do you th- do you think Houston is underrated when it comes to sneakers? Like, yeah, I've had a lot of different personalities out there, a lot of different people that maybe didn't get the spotlight they should have. Do you think that it's underrated and 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 getting their respect they deserve? Mm. I would think. I would say. I don't know if I would say it's underrated. I would probably say like we definitely need more exposure here like even from like a consumer perspective like if you you know and this is something that frustrates me so i'm about to get on the soapbox but you know like brands you know they have y'all live in new york so it's like sneaker capital like you get all the events you get all the cool shit and then you know in chicago and la Mm -hmm. these are kind of like the target key markets for for um brands you know where they push all this this product and cool shit. Um, I think that the South needs more of that, whether that be Houston or just the South in general. Um, as far as like influencers and people coming out of Houston, I think there there should be more, like more spotlight on our city. Just because, I mean, it, it's our, it's my city. Like I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I wouldn't say like no, we, we shouldn't. Somebody yeah, so I, think that, I mean, um, I, I think in general, um, Houston and Texas in general is a, is a cultural touch touchstone especially mm-hmm. in you know yeah. so like in the the urban community so i feel like yeah they definitely should be um getting love paul wall need a sneaker listen yo if you make some grill <laughs> Air Force wall, wall, yeah, that would can. be fire nah. i feel like they should just have like a lifestyle collection of sneakers from like different parts of huge um texas in general dallas yeah. fort worth houston all over texas el paso everywhere personally but i don't yeah, want nike to I take mean, my ideas Nike, don't plagiarize this. You heard it here first. <laughs> Give us our credit. Yeah, throw us the bag. I just want. <laughs> I just want ten. I just want ten percent. Nah, we need more than that. Don't don't show, yeah, sell no, yourself. No, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> off more, that. Off more, that. More money, more problem than I don't worry about that. We need I'll more. I'll take the problem. There we go. <laughs> I'm with Cassidy on this one. Give us the problems. We need that bag. <laughs> Shoot. 
Um, <laughs> you write for CNK Daily. When did you realize that you really enjoy writing and that you wanted to write about sneakers? Um, well, I've always been a fan of writing. So, you know, like English was my favorite subject in school. It sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, and then, you know, when I was little, I used to write, this is like a random fact, but I love like horror movies. So I used to write like horror stories all the time. Like, so the more you use up creativity, like the more you get. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, practice makes perfect pretty much. So I think that the more I wrote, the more I wanted to write. I didn't really get into the blog scene until like more recently. Um, and I was, I had always wanted to like either start a blog or like, you know, just write about experiences, experiences that I had growing up. And um, so when I started kind of focusing my Instagram more on like kicks and things, I ran into CNK and I was like, oh, this is so dope. Like, I don't see anyone really doing this, you know, on a level that's that authentic. Mm -hmm. Like you have your Miss Bish and you have your Hype Bay. You have those platforms that are very large, but one thing that makes us, I think, special is because, you know, we cater to the everyday woman, like, you know, and and the entrepreneur and the sneakerhead and the girl that's just starting out and wants to know about sneakers. Like, basically, CNK is a platform designed to be a voice that I feel like empowers, it elevates, and it serves women in sneaker culture. And we like to call it sneaker culture, by the way. <laughs> I like that. So, dope. <laughs> so I think we just and i think that's why our audience is so engaged because you know we want to hear what they have to say like and we also want to educate and put out you know releases and style and we have interviews with people like we interviewed rashida and kixie was a part of that one too so mm -hmm. shout out to kixie and um you know we interviewed like maria taylor from espn uh, tiffany beers which i love um so we interviewed her from nike and you know so it's kind of like spreading that knowledge and and that experience because women need more of that sneaker experience, like whether that be shopping or, you know, just learning about it. Exactly. Now, experience and we see more of the more of the retailers and more of the, the sneaker companies themselves are focusing on experiences. So, yeah, a thousand percent right in mm -hmm. that regard, just providing experiences for people and just getting a basic knowledge, especially like you said. Houston is an underserved area. You got other places. The internet has made the world so much smaller. So now yeah. people from those underserved areas get that knowledge that wasn't available to them before. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think like creativity is about connecting things. So like we're super connected with even though our um, attention span is like shrunken so much. Mm -hmm. But I think that I thought it was really cool what Reebok did, that Flipping the Game podcast. Yes. Like, did y'all listen to those? With April so, Walker and stuff. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, April's dope. Like, she's a fan of CNK, by the way. So, um, you know, I thought that it was cool because they told a story. Like, it, it, it flowed. It was like a very fluid story about sneaker culture, you know, and women. And it's deep-rooted, and it goes back a long way. And I don't think people yeah. under, fully understand that. Yeah, I mean, I got in a debate with a guy the other day on Instagram who was talking about, we were talking about like, George, he, his. I said that, you know, the sneaker game is a male dominated space, which is true. Mm -hmm. And I said there, you know, y'all have privilege, like in the game. And he was like, I'm offended. Like, so you think blah, blah, blah. He was like, what if I wanted some Fenty, you know, shoes or Fenty slides? And I was like, bro, you can actually buy them because they do have men's Fenty. Like, <laughs> you know, like, 
but his his thing was like you know how can you be mad because Jordan Jordan's shoes were centered around Jordan the player who was a man and I was like I get that but you know and he was like the WNBA wasn't even thought of and I was like but do you understand like yeah it was probably it was in the 90s and Jordan started in the 80s I, I know that but I said but do you honestly think that women weren't playing basketball in the 80s like do you think that it's so monolithic that you know that there wasn't little girls that were on the court or right. there wasn't like female Jordan didn't inspire that were on the court. Like, women still, basketball players yeah I mean it's irrelevant as far as like there still should be some equality in sizing and back then there I mean I'm sure there wasn't it's been an evolution but Cheryl I felt like that was to come back you know that was kind of besides the point good for you Cheryl yeah, yeah. Good for Cheryl you. Swoops is getting ready to come out with a shoe like he he probably just didn't know nothing that's one of them yeah yeah it was, a, it was a respectful debate you know cause, yeah. you know he messaged me it was like thanks for you know thanks for shooting the shit like respectfully I was like well if you would have told me something one more time I probably would have cursed your ass out but you know <laughs> we kept making us look cool wait hold on side note gentlemen stop making us look bad out here with this okay y'all got got us out here looking crazy right now women can appreciate sneakers too women need just as much love in the sneaker game as men do exactly so yeah we don't just have to be naked in a pair of fives exactly there's more there's more to it yes (laughs) Even though if you're doing that, ladies, like as in an art form, like kudos to you. I mean, I'm just saying. That's just, just, I I, I don't do it that way. Don't do it for likes. Yeah, don't do that for likes. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, last question before we get out of here. All right. If you could collaborate with any brand, what brand would you pick? That's for starters. Mm, Oh, Jordan. Uh, Like, I don't even think about it. Okay. What silhouette we picking? A one. All right. And now what's the colorway? Hmm. Okay. So no one's really ever asked me this question. I would say like, I really love like distressed jean, but like, so I would say like a very light and man, if somebody steals this from me, we need to make sure that this is, (laughs) this is uh, recording all that. But I would say like a very light kind of jean Jordan one that has like flashes of like a, like a purple. Cause that's taking me back to Houston, Houston rap culture. Right. And then like some, so not really like a tie-dye joint, but something like walking down that path. You know what I mean? Like a teal, a purple, This is my gray. best friend right now. She's my best, <laughs> best friend. But I would definitely do something like that that's colorful because I like vibrant shit. But like something like that that has, that's very distressed jean. Like it's been out in the sun like for weeks or whatever. That's and dope. then um, the packaging is important. It mm-hmm. would have to go in like a gray screw cassette tape box something like something very instant that's mean that's mean it's dope right yes that's wild though yes we gotta you heard it here first motherfucker yes don't don't steal this shit (laughs) this is patented we getting it patented all that stuff i will get my lawyer on y'all hashtag secure her bag (laughs) yes secure her bag (laughs) because that sounds amazing nike jordan get her on the phone asap i like that that's fire I need to collab with like the shoe surgeon or somebody. Yeah, and, and get that going. Well, look, oh, if that happens, we need that to be everybody's size. Everybody needs to be able to get those. Oh yeah, like I was so pissed I couldn't get those Alaylee Mays because I love her so much. Those are fire too. Yeah, those were super. 
I like this. This was fun. <laughs> this was fun. I like this a lot. Now we appre- <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time out. You got a really awesome story. So we thank you for taking your time to tell your story with us. Oh, thank y'all. Like I definitely want to. Um, oh, can I do shout outs? Yeah. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Oh, Come okay. on. So shout y'all out. You know, for even asking me. You know. I think that that's really dope that you want to hear stories from all over because, you know, it's a little different in the South sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then shout to CNK Daily for their platform because they're really dope. Y'all need to follow them. You, you can at, at CNK, which stands for Chicks and Kicks, CNK Daily on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, just shout out to all the dope women like Kixie and Dee Dee and yes. Jody Rockstar and all my friends in the sneaker world and um, I just really am inspired by them. They inspire me too. Yes, yes. Now, before we get out of here, we got to do the random thought segment. Oh shit! Now, okay. Ren- now, <laughs> no, no, no. You don't say nothing. Oh, I, okay. I have a good random. Let, thought. let me let me just preface this before we go any further. Michael over here <laughs> no. likes to talk about real weird shit. No, I don't. <laughs> on his random thoughts, he likes talking about fucking dinosaurs and Be shit. Quiet. No, you let it out. Stop. And stop. fucking how Stevie Wonder stop, ain't blind. Stop, stop. There's like a lot of weird <laughs> like tinfoil X Files <laughs> conspiracy theory shit that goes on with this man. So do that. not be surprised if you you know, if you don't want to talk to us after this conversation anymore because <laughs> no. this this man Well speaking of dinosaurs, Jurassic World was whack. I heard AF. I heard it was corny. You wanna Cassidy, okay, you go, go ahead, first. Get your, get your random yeah, thought off okay, first. Yeah, okay, so my random thought that's probably on everyone's mind right now as they're scrolling through social media is I'm just going to be really upset if LeBron goes to the Lakers. Yes. I'm the same way. I like it. It's a sucker move. I like it. I'm just, I've just always been like, I've paid respect to Kobe, but I don't like the Lakers. So if I, and I don't, I don't like a certain team when it comes to basketball. I, I like LeBron. Like, I like player, you know, so I've you know, gave kudos to him, like, wherever he went. So when he was in the heat, I was going for the heat. When he was at the Cavs, I was like, yeah, the land, the land, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I kind of go where he goes, but I really don't want to go to, like, to the L.A. I, I think that's going to be unfortunate in general because once he goes to the – if he goes to the Lakers, rather, mm-hmm. let's not, you know, let's not speak this into existence, but if he goes to the Lakers, that's it. There's no like. What is the East gonna do? Well, not the East still got Boston. Nah, they got Boston. Don't do that, Philly. Don't do that. And look, don't do that. Look, don't do that. It's not gonna be this year, but next year, you heard it here first. The Knicks will be competing. Don't do that. Yes, I'm saying don't, it. Don't. Why? <laughs> no, see, this is this is the shit that I was telling you about. <laughs> this is the shit that the weird shit that's coming out of his mouth. Listen, <laughs> we're going down the rabbit hole. Listen, we're set up for the future. LeBron, if he goes to the Lakers, that means he's not interested in championships anymore. Nah, he's going. He's going for lifestyle choices because he has a house in LA and he wants like his family's out so in then, LA and so he, like he wants them to be comfortable. Be a real G about it. Go to the Clippers. Don't go to the Lakers. Oh, it's still LA. Boy, go to the Clippers then. Make now, the Clippers. Think about now it. with this. Well, no, no, no. Think about it though. I mean, he could make a real franchise with them. Exactly. This one, is true. One championship for the Clippers, who's never won anything and always have been losers, means way more than one championship that's for the a, Lakers. That's a fact. I agree with that. Oh, that's true. I would agree with I that. I can agree with that. See, he should go I, to the Clippers. I want him to go to Philly. Go to Philly. If he goes to Philly, well, I would obviously want him to come to Houston, you know, because that's here. Yeah. But um, but I don't think that, that dynamic would work. Yeah, well, no, I mean, we have, like... A lot of key players here already. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, they, and and then like the cap, like the sales cap. Like, do you think they're going to 
can they really afford him? Well, How many they, people are going to have to? They would have to trade their team. Basically. That's what I'm saying. They would have to right. trade everybody not just much, to get him. Not and, as much as like any other team could afford him, you know, like right. Only people that can afford him is the Lakers, team. though. No. The only team that can afford him is the Lakers. Every other team, he would have to be doing the exact same stuff that he's doing on the Cavs, which is either build them up or like shut everyone else down. He should have stayed with Cleveland. But Gilbert is—he hates LeBron. He—he he has that slave owner mentality where it's like, listen, boy, you won my championship. <laughs> now you can go, be gone with you before I take your papers back. I do think that's it's his mentality. Be, I think whatever <laughs> team he's going on, it's going to be fascinating. I hope it's not a West team, just. For the fact, like I need, like I, I want that dynamic. Like I, mm-hmm. even if it's like him going to like the finals with the same team every year, like it's the, um, you know, the Warriors or whatever. I just, I need that. Like I need like literally the best of the West versus the best of the East, not like the best of the West versus whatever could skid through on the East. We gonna see. I think the Celtics gonna be better than the Cavs anyway next year. Remember, you, <sighs> Kyrie didn't play this year or Gordon Hayward. Well, I would say the finals this year were, like, a lot more exciting than other ones I've seen in previous years. LeBron tried. He just he didn't have enough. Well, he did have help because Kevin Love showed up. JR messed up everything. That was the problem. That's that Henny, man. Oh, my God. We're That's that Henny. About his ass. JR drink a lot of Henny. No, he Henny. doesn't. He drinks E&J. JR drinks no. E&J. <laughs> Listen, I love E&J. Me too. Don't judge me. <laughs> but don't drink too much E&J. Like, you'll be like JR if you drink e and I mean, he it, gets high before it, the game. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I don't know if you're selling a bad story. He got a ring. He do, but Swaggy P also has a ring. God, never. Mind. Okay, <laughs> next subject. All right, okay. Go ahead, That's kid. Fair. What's your random thought, kid? Um, shit. What's my random thought? Okay, so as most listeners know, Mike, myself, Rome, we're all educators. Mm-hmm. As our day jobs, yes, school yes. is finally out. Not for me because I'm doing summer school, but your problem. I am too, though. <laughs> Listen, someone got to teach them. Them kids that ain't get it right during the school year. Someone got to teach them. Educators, tell your kids that they're important. Yes, there's a lot of educators out here who, especially um young black educators that aren't telling their kids that they're important or that they're smart. Like, I had a student who, before I got to him, for like three, four years straight, the teachers around him were like telling him that he wasn't as bright as the kids next to him. And like, they don't understand how that could really irrevocably affect the psyche of a kid and how much they're willing to actually participate and give a a fuck about whatever's going on. And as black men, um, black people in general, we have to work twice as hard to get halfway as far, especially now with you know the orange dictator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so True. like tell your kids that they're smart even if they're having a hard time learning something just the fact that you encourage your kids to try yep. like does wonders it speaks volumes into the type of teacher you are it, it in turn will speak volumes into how your kids um participate in things and how they see the world like a lot of these kids, especially in like inner city schools, are not getting the type of love they need to get outside of school, like in their their home life and their personal life. So, some of these kids come to the school as an, an escape, you know, yeah. from whatever stuff's yeah. going on with them. And you need to be an advocate for them. So, yeah, like at the end of the school year this year, I told all my kids, like I pulled all my kids, um, black, white, but specifically some of my, my black students. 
but yeah i pulled them to the side and like let them know like you guys are graduating i'm very proud of you um you know just give them some encouraging words every now and then it, it, you never know how much those kids will appreciate or how far that could take those kids that's a fact kid. i think that's like super dope and like more people need to to hear that because especially with the stigma of you know like especially with men you know with their sons I, and i'm not a man obviously but you know that you have to be a man you can't show emotion affection like be tough and you know but kids period regardless of gender need affection and they need structure like they they crave it like and I think you know I grew up with my son because I say that because I was like teen mom OG like really young mm -hmm. and uh, you know it was hard because I was learning as I as I went you know I'm still learning with him because there's like, such a gray line between like you know like if we're debating and it turns into like I'm talking to my friend versus you know my son but there's always encouragement like you have to encourage them because in their formative years as y'all know as teachers then you know, a lot of what you're saying to them, they're absorbing and it, it, it kind of creates their code, you know, and they don't understand that they can rewrite their code yeah. if it's something negative. Exactly. If, what you said, kid, is so true. A lot you you work with the high school kids. Yeah. I work with, I work with from K to five. And a lot of times when you have little kids tell you, oh, my teacher said I can't read this or I can't do this yep. or something. And you're, you're nine years old and someone's already putting that in your Exactly. Head, you're setting the precedent awful. for how the kids perceive their reality. Exactly. Yes. And I think as, as a female, you know, when you're, you're growing up and you hear like, ooh, don't do that. You're so ugly. Like, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes parents don't mean it like as in physically you're ugly. They mean like you're acting ugly, but you know as 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 women grow up their self-esteem starts molding around you know what they've learned mm -hmm. and not to say that it can't be changed you know but like when i was growing up my self-esteem wasn't the best because you know when i wanted to date a uh, hispanic guy his mom didn't like me because i wasn't 100 percent hispanic i didn't speak spanish she was like oh she has black in her like i'm like i'm tainted yeah that's getting you know? to some other like deep stuff that's that like deep, happens yeah. in our communities between you know yeah. the black and hispanic communities that mm -hmm. needs to stop too but. yeah yeah but i think like if if you're around a loving environment like it'll still help trump all that other stuff exactly and like try to like find the, like their interest like um you know obviously i'm an educator and i have this podcast and you know i'm i love sneakers but i'm also a photographer mm -hmm. so i'll sit there and like i'll me teach too them. <laughs> that's that. crazy i see this is what <laughs> i knew we were best friends <laughs> i knew it like i felt it in my soul i'm a cancer so like we just feel things but um yeah like <laughs> i like you know I, I teach them about like you know how like to flip a pair of sneakers and how to take care of their sneakers mm -hmm. and you know, try to like find ways to take their personal interests and make it applicable into their lives because especially when you're in high school like you automatically think you know everything yep. and because you think you know everything it's hard to like connect to people especially if they're brand new so try to like just try to be involved and i know it's hard like we work with like 40 you know 30 40 kids and then i work with special needs children so there's a whole other set of problems in between that but mm -hmm. yeah you know try just try to be involved it's important to them it, it when you're done like it's rough but like you feel like you actually accomplished something like i got like so many cards from my kids yes i'm um, saying how much like they appreciate me and thank you and like they mm -hmm. wanted me to like write on like their yearbooks and like the back of it and that's one of the most amazing feelings i've you can ever get as an educator. Yeah, you know what it's like when kids come back 
yeah. to whatever school you're at. Oh, and they ask and you. And they're actively looking for you. They, That's amazing. And they ask you for advice and stuff like that, just off of little things that you've told them in the past. So oh, yeah. you never know what anyone takes in, even at any given moment, the way you act, the way you do things, the way you talk to them. They see everything. Kids are sponges. They know all. They notice everything. Yeah. So yeah. that's my. And they're listening. And they're listening. Like even when you don't think they're listening. Exactly. That's absolutely true. So you know, just you know, take some time to a- appreciate your kids. Yes. And don't let like kids like lock you in the elevator and ask for your first name because you're gonna regret it later. But that's a <laughs> another story. Oh, oh boy. Kid. So um, wait a minute. Locked in the elevator. On our oh, next okay. Episode of Teacher Chronicles. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Okay. So like when like one of my first years when I was I'm teaching, I I was going to my lunch break and I look really really young. Like I'm I look like I'm still in my teens, honestly. Um and. I was going in the elevator. I was going to my lunch break, and there was a bunch of students that were coming in, and they asked for my name. And they was like, "Oh, you're the new kid." I was like, "No, no, no, I teach you." And like, they were like, "Okay, cool." And then like, I was trying to leave, and they wouldn't let me leave until I gave them my first name. And as a black man, I'm like, "All right, I can't say nothing to them because if I say something, they can flip it and misconstrue it, and then I can lose my job." So I'm like, "All right, mm-hmm. whatever. My name's Kadar. Cool." I go to lunch break. I went to talk to the principal. I was like, "Is this like something?" That happens all the time because I'm a substitute at the time, so I didn't know nothing about what was going on in that school. I'm leaving, and I'm well. I'm just finished talking to the principal, and he was like, "No, this doesn't happen all the time." And I'm leaving, and literally right in front of the principal, they didn't say, you know, goodbye, Mr. Kadar, Mr. Rich. You know, have a good day. They were like, "Bye, Daddy," and I was like, "No, see, <laughs> this is why I don't need to be here anymore. I'm going back to pre-K where." The, at the worst case scenario, I'm just a giant tree man. No, because I work in kindergarten the past two years, and some of these kids, you get by daddy at kindergarten too. Nah, but the and connotation, you know the connotation is totally different. With Don't these, even I do mean, that. Did the, are the girls using like Z? Like yeah, it's zaddy. zaddy. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's one of those like red flags. Exactly. Yeah. The connotation is totally different. They're not by father. They're like by make me a mother. And that's not the same no. thing. When you have oh these God. kids speaking for the mothers that pick up the children, and Listen, the kids are saying again, bye, daddy, you and know the mother good is and looking damn, at you, you different. motherfucker, you know good and damn well and the Bronx that is the connotation, the Bronx is a whole nother planet. Don't let's not have this conversation. This is another conversation. We can have let's have this conversation off, 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 air? off air. Okay, sir. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> but no, no seriousness. Like really, play a part in you, um, your students' lives if you're an educator, and yes. let them know that they're important. That's all. That's my rant. I like it, kid. All right. Yeah, I second that. All right, mine's is two part. Oh. No, 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 no. The first part is actually really serious. No, okay, no, no, okay, serious. okay, okay, okay. The first part is real serious. Um, you know, we from New York. I'm from the Bronx specifically. Queens, um, kid is from Queens. Queens from get the, the money. I mean, I'm from the Bronx, and um, you guys have probably seen the news story with the kid Junior. Oh yeah. What's been going on? Mm-hmm. And that's not too far away from where I live at. That's about 10 15 minutes away. That's cool. And the summertime just in the Bronx in general is starting to get a little too 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 violent. Yeah, heat wave is starting like as we speak as we are recording this we are in a heat wave. Yes. And those clichés like in Crooklyn where like there's heat waves and violence, they're not like they're not hyperbole. It, it actually happens. But this is just even in general, even just before the heat. But like the summertime stuff happens more. But even throughout the year, the Bronx has been the focal point of New York for crime. 
for a good while and it's been building like this for a little bit and like they tried to make they're trying to make a dent in it and it's just not like, happening like violent crimes went up like 70 percent. yes and it's oh wow and they even they even they supposedly are they took out like 20 percent of like the biggest gang and and in the melrose section of the bronx and it's like that's not enough mind you within like a 30 day in a month span it was almost like eight killings and stuff like that yeah so the bronx is starting to get really wild and a lot of the kids i know they're still in that area and stuff like that and i see them in the summertime because i'm I, I i work actually where i live at i work in the same neighborhood so i see these kids in the summer so if you out there in the bronx just please keep it keep it docile this summer Try. We gotta just stop with the violence and stuff like that. These kids watch it. These kids watch. They see everything. That boy was 15, and then the people that actually committed this gross act of violence, they're kids themselves too. They're 20, 21. Yeah, they they shouldn't be caught up and involved in any of this kind of stuff to begin with. So we I think you know what I think, and not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but a lot of what you're saying, like it's the perfect like circle because it goes back to show your kids more love exactly like, at home exactly yeah, that's a fact and you know like like we said you never know who's watching the kids always take notice so when they see me in the neighborhood and stuff like that i always say what's up no matter what i'm doing no matter who i'm talking to always take time to talk to them give them any kind of advice if they need it they know they call me i'm mr mike or mr gray either one it don't matter say what's up to me we could do whatever don't be don't be robbing people and stuff like that. Like, there be times I'm in the store and I see the kids about to take chips and stuff. I'm like, bring it to the counter. I'll buy it for you. Just go to the park. Go play. Go have fun. Stop. Don't get in no kind of trouble. Yeah, because there's there's long-term consequences for those short-term games. Exactly. Like, people don't, like, people tend to not understand and I don't that. And I don't think they understand that, uh, you know, because partly because nobody is talking to them about it. So I think that it's good that, that you all bring up, like, Hey, you know, I take my time out just to just say a few words or buy this for them, you know, because you don't want your kids to and I'm not trying to be funny, but you don't want your kids to be sitting on the bench like that little kid in um, freaking belly with mm-hmm. Nas with a with a gun with a strap and, you know, like selling drugs and stuff like that. Like you have to engage with them. And, you know, if you talk to them more, they'll talk to you more like um, I've never had to explain to my kids that much about death but because we're so connected like violent death i mean mm-hmm. like not like a funeral like your grandma was sick but we, we're so connected on social media my daughter plays on musically which is like that little you yeah, know like lip singing type app yeah. or whatever and you know she's scrolling and then you see xxx tentacion like dead in the car on mm-hmm. every other every other video and and you know my son's looking at the whole junior thing and so it's kind of like they came to me like what's going on like they were literally so frazzled because of all the violence and it's also like the accessibility to that type of content is yeah so ridiculous like even the stuff like even on world star like when we grew up there was no knockout compilations or nothing like that yeah so you become desensitized to this stuff when you watch that all the time and there's 120 volumes of this when we were coming to world star hip-hop was borderline porno like you couldn't watch it in like groups of people like you had to like sneak it in the corner somewhere and like you were kind of ashamed after you watched you felt a little (laughs) dirty and like now like you had like your headphones in too yeah like now like kids just it's out in the open. And it's, and it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean... It's a different to, era. Yeah. It's a totally different era. 
So it's like we just got to do what we can to help these kids. And I just hope the Bronx, if you're in the Bronx, everybody just stay safe. No, no more violence this summer. Let's keep everything chill. Everybody have a good summer. Relax. Do it for the kids. All right. But um, it's that time, kid. Oh it's that time, kid. All right. <laughs> All right. First one. Here we go. Stevie Wonder. All right. Is no longer blind. This man. What? Yes. <laughs> Listen. Kid, be quiet. Let me, you let me get my stuff off. Let me get my stuff off. Have every right. <laughs> To not <laughs> be on this show again. Listen. If you want to hang up right now, no. you are more than welcome to. I have the evidence to prove that Stevie Wonder is no longer blind. This man drives cars. All right. They have him on video driving cars. He was at a basketball game, Kobe's last game. He is front row watching everything. I need you to understand like cheering the face that point. I'm making on the other end of this phone. <laughs> Listen. He was cheering on point for every single thing that happened. There was no delay in his reactions. Nothing. As soon as the ball went in, he knew. How come he knows this? Why is why is because a bl- there's a crowd of people cheering How? when a point gets scored. There's too much going on there. He wasn't late with his cheering. He's cheering at the exact same time well, as everybody else. Well, he can else. still hear, right? But he's cheering at the same time as everybody else. This, How this is, is he not driving a cars? That matters to him. How How is well, he driving I think, cars? I think because like. You know when one sense is like gone, and it's been gone for like so long since he was a kid, or mm-hmm. I don't was he born blind? I can't remember. But um, but his other senses are like supersonic now. Yeah, they so, you know, like so Stevie Wonder is daredevil, level, probably. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is daredevil now. I don't think. so. I mean, yeah, it makes like, more sense yes. than you think. He's, he's a fucking like. So why is he driving cars? I don't listen. Why? I, okay, I'm not going to believe that he's driving a car. And this video. With my own eyes. Is, you like, go on YouTube. No, not, on, not on video, though, because Photoshop is real, is he real was, as fuck he, right now. He was with Oprah when he was driving the car. He was driving the car with Oprah. Were There's, they in, like... It was an empty like, parking were lot. Were they in overseas where she was really driving the car on the right-hand side? No. Or? He okay. was driving the car with his head out the window. What blind person do you trust to even get in a car what? with? I want like you to drive. Like some Jim Carrey couldn't see out the windshield head out the window? Yes. Like, this is not real. I, I, I need you I to understand. To I need you to understand that me and Mike have been friends for almost a decade. Right? And this this is what he talks about. It's true. All the time. Look, it's going to come out when he's on his deathbed. He's going to lift his black shades up. He's like, I've seen all y'all. <laughs> I've seen, all seen, everything. <laughs> seen everything y'all was doing all this time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, how come he sent the text to his wife Listen, when he divorced have, her? I don't want to have this conversation hmm? anymore. I'm telling you the truth. He can see. Now, well, I'm sure he has Braille on his phone or something. Oh nah. He texted. <laughs> he lifted his glasses up and was texting. I'm, I'm, and he divorced his wife. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm moving to Houston to not have this conversation <laughs> next, with Michael anymore. Next on the docket. Okay. <laughs> Dinosaurs never existed. Oh my god, we're bringing all of them yes. back. Holy Dinosaurs hell. never existed. They were but never But they have real. fossils. Those aren't real. Those are made up. <laughs> the first fossil, okay, <laughs> supposedly was found in eight 18- 1831. Yo. What happened to fossils all that time before that no one Yo, Michael, ever found a you dinosaur won, bone? You were one, ever. The, you were one of the most non hotep hotep <laughs> niggas I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're not real. Like they never existed. I feel like what, every what every animal? every conspiracy theory you spew out smells like frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> 
What animal? Will An look? Egyptian musk. What animal resembles a dinosaur? Which one? Chickens. Chickens. I mean, but a this chicken is, looks like is, a dinosaur. This is like Chickens a, evolved this is from like dinosaurs. Evolution. I mean, this, have you ever seen like a kimono dragon? I mean, they look like a dinosaur. They're lizards. Sort. It's just a big lizard. A dinosaur is not real. They did not exist. There was no bones before 18. They just automatically started finding bones out of nowhere. I don't appreciate this conversation. No one ever found a bone before this. I ever. don't appreciate this conversation. Come on. Michael. That don't make sense. I don't appreciate don't this. Don't let them pull hmm. the okie doke on you. I'm telling you. Do they teach? Um, Think of a teacher. Are they hiring in Texas for teachers? <laughs> Listen, and I tell this to my kids too, and they think about it. When, they, when we go to the Museum of Natural History here in New York, they look at the dinosaurs. They're like, you know what? This don't look right. I'm telling oh, no. You, You're putting it on them too? That's like, right. Now in kindergarten, at five here? years old, they got to think. I'm just telling them to use your brain. And use Do you need like roommates and stuff? Like, can use I just logic. like live in your garage? I just want to get away from him, just off the grid, Listen, and just like hide from him for a minute. A T Rex. Look how a T Rex is even built. A T-Rex could not physically move the right way. If it went to eat, like they say it would, and it tip, it would tip over. How Snakes don't get up? have legs. How, how is a T-Rex going to get up? How do they eat? But how is a T-Rex going to get up? Okay, if I'm a T-Rex gonna, falls, how is it getting up? How With do cockroaches get up? Well, a T- well t- technically, a T-Rex is like, uh, he was, or he, I don't know. T- a T-Rex is, was a carnivore, so he's eating, eating other big-ass animals right. that are close to his size. So, so all he has to do is like lean over and just take a So when the animal chunk. dies, right? The animal dies, it falls on the floor. How if he goes to bend over, how's that how's he gonna get back up? Have have you ever laid down in your bed and ate a sandwich? Yeah. And you just get up. I'm, but I'm sure he can get up. A, just roll a over. T-Rex is not a human though. There are no thumbs. T-Rex has short arms, all I'm that stuff. Moving off Think the about grid. it. We ain't never seen a bird look like a pterodactyl. What bird resembles a pterodactyl? Hmm? Uh, that's what evolution is for though. So they de-evolutionize? <laughs> to turn into no. bats? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All, 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 all I'm hearing I'm is, sure some, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's like an archaeologist that has receipts for all See? this. Uh-uh, it's all, all I'm hearing up. is like this, that dude from Don't Be a Menace. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, Nick Whack, Patty Whack, give a dog a bone. That's all I'm hearing when you talk, Kid, Michael. Don't deny the truth. Open your mind and find. Okay, I got one more to go. Oh, it's the last. Yeah, what's the what's the next? This one? is the last one. Okay, Kwame Brown is Michael Jordan's illegitimate child, and I have proof, super proof on this one. Okay, so the the, no, no, the year Jordan was drafted, right? He got hurt the next season and broke his foot. He spent his time in South Carolina rehabbing. In South Carolina, he met a woman down there. While he was rehabbing, Kwame Brown is born the next year. All I'm saying is Kwame Brown was born in South Carolina. That is literally the, the most solid <laughs> out of all three. And even that is like all paint, I'm saying, like toilet paper thing. Look at the pictures of Kwame Brown and Michael Jordan. Nobody else would have taken Kwame Brown number one overall in the NBA draft. No one. The Wizards, right? Connection to Michael Jordan, exactly. Right? He would look at that, and now you drinking the cool. I thought you was niggas. I thought you was listen. All I say is look at a picture of Kwame Brown and Michael Jordan, and tell me you don't see the resemblance. That's all I say. Okay. All right, Michael. <laughs> okay, Michael. 
These are all truths. These are all truths. Y'all gotta, <laughs> oh y'all gotta open your minds up, expand, oh question God. things. Don't just accept everything at face value. I'm just gonna go to you know. You know the bad part jail. about this is like I'm gonna be thinking about this stuff tonight. <laughs> exactly. That's all I want to do. I just want to spark it. I'm like Tupac. I'm not gonna make the change, but I'm gonna spark the flame in the brain of somebody else that's gonna make the change. That's all I want to do. Once again, <laughs> this is the Soul Searching Podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just kid. Instagram J U S T underscore K. Um, no K H I D. See, you got me fucking up. K H I D underscore J U S T K H I D. O I S D five MCs on Instagram as well. Um, me and our co-host Joey Gold, Joey Gold twenty four K on Instagram. Yes just finished shooting uh, a new music video actually for a project that he's doing with a friend of mine um johnny unitas they're called the joints yes. and we just shot a video a few weeks ago called one punch man that's coming out soon that's super um, fuego oh cool yeah you know fat shouts to the team fat and they giving me a verse <sighs> that's the biggest conspiracy of all um <laughs> Yeah, fat shouts to the team, fat shouts to Soul Search, and fat shouts to you for being on here. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, that's th- those are all my plugs. Go ahead, Cassidy, give your oh, info. Okay. Let everybody let everybody know where they can find you at. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram. I just keep it basic, just Instagram. You know, not all that other all the other platforms, but Instagram at Cassidy W eighty three. And um, and you can also follow the dopest women sneaker brand, CNK Daily, and it's at CNK Daily on Twitter and Instagram. Very nice, very nice. Um, you can find me at Soulful Mike at S O L E F U L M I K E on IG and Twitter. Follow us at Soul Three Searching on IG underscore Soul Searching on Twitter, and uh, follow Gotham Podcast Studios, a great place where we record at, nice and comfortable, relaxing. Follow them as well. Gotham Podcast Studio. Yes, Gotham Podcast Network too. You can follow them as well. Cassidy, we supremely, supremely thank you for taking the time out for rocking with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'll be in New York in December, so maybe we can do like a live one. Oh, definitely. We gotta let Jixie and Didi in know all of them know. Yes, that's gonna be fire. I like that. Yeah, we're gonna make that happen. Dope. All right, you enjoy the rest of your day. All right, thanks. All right. Hey, y'all, we out of here. Appreciate it. Peace.